What do you love the most? Of all the things in the world, what do you love the most? I ask this question all over the world as I travel with Passion Life. It's one of the questions that we routinely ask. And of course, I commonly get the good Christian answer. Well, of course, I love, I love Jesus the most. I love God the most. Well, that is the correct answer, of course. But outside of Jesus, if you, if you were to say, of all the things in this world that God has created, what do you love the most? The most common answer is my family, my children, my spouse, the people who are closest to me. That, again, is the correct answer to that question. Of all the things that you love, you probably love your people the most. That doesn't mean that you love all people equally. Uh, we as Christians are commanded to show love to people. And yet there are degrees to which we are able to show love because love is inherently a moral thing. In other words, if I were to come upon a man raping a woman, this actually happened to my son. Uh, he came upon a man raping a woman. And in that moment, he was not morally justified to love the two of them the same way. Love, being moral, at this type of time, has to pick sides. Love picks sides. Love shows a, a moral passion for righteousness. And love also shows a hatred for evil. Is it okay to hate? Yes, the Bible uses the word hate. Even in reference to God, there are things that God hates. It's okay to hate. It's okay to hate sin and immorality and evil and wickedness. And so love, having an inherent moral component to it, requires that we pick sides. Love requires us to show a passion for righteousness and a hatred for evil. Now, when it comes to God's people, when God shows his love for his people, he does so by protecting them. That's the same way that we are. What I love the most uh, is my family, my spouse, my children, um, and I will protect them, just like you will protect the people that you love the most. My wife is the sweetest person I know. Everyone loves my wife. She's gentle and kind and, and compassionate and, and full of joy and cheer, but don't mess with her children because she's going to become mama bear really fast. She will protect the things that she loves the most. God is the same way. What God loves the most, God protects the most. And he will, just like we are expected to, he will protect his innocent people. How does God protect the innocent? Well, he does it in different ways at different times. There are times when he will miraculously uh, protect innocent human life by saving it uh, the way he saved Paul from the adder that came out of the, the fire uh, on the beach in Malta. That was a, a very unusual circumstance that God would protect Paul from the, the deadly sting of this, this venomous viper. It was a miracle. It was a miracle when God provided a gigantic fish to swallow Jonah and spit him up on dry land three days later. That is possible for God, but the normal way that God protects human life is through the giving of his law, his moral law. 
Now, civil governments are the same way. We make uh, laws against driving on the sidewalk, for instance, because the government of the United States cares about its people and wants to protect their people, its people from harm. And so we have a law that says you can't drive on the sidewalk, lest harm come to you. If you do that, you are in transgression of the law and you will be punished for it. And God is the same way. God gives his moral law to protect that which he loves most. And what he loves most is human beings, us, you and me. Now, we're generally well familiar with the giving of the moral law that protects life. It's in God's top 10 list. It's actually the sixth commandment it says you shall not commit murder. You shall not shed innocent blood. Um, that is a prohibition. And because it is a prohibition, we would refer to that as a negative law. It doesn't mean that the law is bad. It doesn't mean that the law is wrong. We say it's a negative law because it is a prohibitive law. God is telling us what we are not allowed to do in Exodus 20, verse 13. Do not murder. That is a law that is stated in a negative way. No murdering. There is a positive corollary of that exact same law. It is called the great command. Uh, the, the scribes and the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, of all the laws, what, what, what's the most important? God said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. That is the, the positive corollary of do not murder is love your neighbor. Jesus quoted it there in the book of Mark, I think in chapter 12, but Jesus is actually quoting from the Old Testament, quoting from Leviticus chapter 19, where God said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we say that the Exodus law, do not murder is a negative law because it prohibits. A prohibitive negative law uh, keeps blood from being shed. It, it prohibits the shedding of innocent blood. The positive corollary found in Mark and Leviticus, love your neighbor as yourself, takes love a step further. It not only prohibits murder, but it compels us to be proactive in our protection of the things that God loves the most. We are to show love proactively by loving our neighbor as ourselves. So this is a starting point for a conversation that is going to get pretty deep and, and entailed in, in different uh, offshoots here in the next couple of lessons that I'm going to record. Um, we're going to talk about what innocence means. Um, is there a such thing as innocence? Uh, what does it mean to shed innocent blood? But for now, I want to make sure that I impress upon you that uh, God protects human life in various different ways, but the primary way is through the giving of his moral law. That is both negative and positive. We should and must do the same. We must value human life. We must refrain from murdering the innocents around us, and we must actively, proactively engage in protecting the most innocent around us.